this is Jeff Power, Senior Writer for Real-Time Fantasy Sports, and welcome to another edition of the Real-Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm going to be flying solo on today's podcast, and I'm going to give you some updates on the latest fantasy news from around the league, and I'm also going to help you get ready for week six of the fantasy season. But before I do that, I wanted to let you know that here at Real-Time Fantasy Sports, we are offering season-long basketball leagues this year. So you can get into a fantasy basketball league, but you have to do it this weekend because this is the last weekend to sign up for fantasy basketball at rtsports.com. Just go to rtsports.com and click on the fantasy basketball link at the top of the page to sign up for one of our numerous basketball formats. There's different formats to sign up for, different price points, but you have to do it this weekend. So get in a fantasy basketball league this weekend at rtsports.com and click on the basketball link at the top of the page. And now for the news of the week. The big news is that Adrian Peterson was traded to the Cardinals. This moves Adrian Peterson into the starting lineup for the Cardinals after they released Chris Johnson after the trade. But if I were you, I wouldn't get too high on Peterson for the coming year, for the rest of the season, I should say. Peterson moves to an offense that has really struggled to run the ball after David Johnson went down with injury. Andre Ellington has been the back to produce in Arizona, but he's done it in the passing game. He's got a lot of work as a receiver out of the backfield, and I think he'll continue to play that third down change of pace role for the Cardinals, even with Adrian Peterson around. Adrian Peterson's going to get the carries, and he's likely going to start, but I just don't, don't see him posting big numbers in his current role, especially with the Cardinals struggling to run the ball. I think Ellington continues to be the back to own in Arizona. Peterson is worth owning in all formats, but I would temper my expectations for him. I think he's going to post some pretty mediocre numbers. He has a little touchdown potential as the goal line back for the Arizona Cardinals, but I just don't see his overall numbers being very good. He is nearing the end of his career, and this is likely going to be his last stop, and I think he could disappoint the rest of the way, even in a starting role for Arizona. And in Minnesota, I mentioned this last week in my column that I thought Jarek McKinnon was probably going to be the best back to own in this offense, and I think last week played that out. I think he clearly is the back to own in Minnesota. Latavius Murray had his struggles once again, looking like the back from last year. McKinnon, meanwhile, posted big total yardage numbers. He also got plenty of chances to carry the ball as a running back, not just as a receiver, not just getting work as a receiver. So I like his potential in this offense going forward. I think he'll do well on a weekly basis posting good total yardage numbers, and the occasional touchdown. So for me, I would go grab McKinnon if he's available in any of your leagues right now. And in Green Bay, Aaron Jones, rookie Aaron Jones, got his first start of the season last week, and he had a 100-yard rushing game and really gave that offense a spark. And now there's talk in Green Bay that even with Ty Montgomery expected back soon, he could move more to a change of, back, change of pace back or third down role for the Packers with Aaron Jones serving as the early down back for the team. I would expect this to, to, to really happen going forward. I think it makes the most sense for the Packers offense. Jones is a better between the tackles runner, and I think he'll continue to do well getting chances in that offense to run the ball. So like McKinnon, I would go grab Jones if he's available in your leagues. I think he will continue to do very well for fantasy teams going forward. And lastly, I wanted to talk about the San Francisco 49ers running back situation. Matt Breida actually led the team in rushing last week, and he out-touched Car starter Carlos Hyde. Hyde struggled for the second straight week, and he's been batting, battling a shoulder injury, which he says isn't, isn't impacting his play right now, but it does seem to be slowing him down a little bit. 
And the 49ers keep losing games, which I don't think bodes well for Hyde. I think this is a concern for Hyde going forward. I think Brita could be getting more chances as the 49ers continue to lose games. They may be looking to their future. So I think Brita really has some value going forward. This could be a hot hand approach in the coming weeks, but eventually it could be a situation where Brita starts getting more carries than Hyde. So if I'm a Hyde owner, I'm really kind of concerned going forward. I think that Brita could be the back to own in this offense down the road. So that is a major concern for me if I'm a Hyde owner. And now let's go look at week six. So week six of the NFL season. First of all, I want to talk about some matchups I like. The first matchup I like from a fantasy perspective is the Eagles at Panthers. That's the Thursday night game, and it pits two of the highest scoring teams in the league right now against each other. The Eagles are ranked third overall offensively and average 23 points per game. The Panthers, they started the season slow, but they've scored 27 points last week and 33 the week before. So that offense is rolling right now as Cam Newton finally looks healthy. So I think both these teams are going to post some big offensive numbers in the Thursday night game. And I would get as many fantasy players as I can in my lineup from those two teams. Another matchup I like a lot this week is the Lions and Saints. The Saints, they're another very good offensive team. They're ranked 7th overall offensively. And the Lions aren't quite that good offensively, but they're facing the Saints defense, which, which is ranked 29th overall defensively. So this bodes well for the Lions offense. Again, this is another matchup I think could be high scoring with a lot of yards and points to be had on both sides of the ball. So I would get as many players on these teams in my lineups as well. And lastly, the last matchup I like is the Steelers-Chiefs. The Chiefs are rolling right now offensively. They score the second most points in football right now, and their offense is just posting big numbers on a weekly basis. They've been torching most any opponent they face on a weekly basis. So I think they'll do well again this week against the Steelers. And I know the Steelers have been struggling the last few weeks with their offense, but they still average 20 points per game, and they get a Chiefs defense that is just 27th overall defensively. So I think the Steelers can get going in this matchup, and Ben Roethlisberger Roethlisberger can rebound from his five-interception performance from last week. So this is another game I'm targeting in my fantasy lineups. I think the Steelers-Chiefs game will be very high-scoring. And now for some hot plays. One of my hot plays this week is Kelvin Benjamin of the Panthers. He did have an injury scare a few weeks back, but he's looking much better right now. He scored a touchdown last week and has four receptions each of the past two games. He is a top receiver in this Panthers offense, which, which, as I just mentioned, is playing some of its best football of the season right now. And they play the Eagles, who allow the second most fantasy points to receivers and are just 29th overall against the pass. So I think Benjamin could have a 100-yard game and a touchdown or two in this in this, in this this matchup. I think he'll do very well for fantasy teams. Another hot play I like this week is Raiders running back Marshawn Lynch. I know Lynch has really been a disappointment to fantasy teams to start the year. He has top 50 rushing yards just once, but he does have touchdowns two games, and he scored a touchdown last week, which is encouraging. So I think the potential is there for Lynch to do well if he gets the work and the Raiders' offense is in the game. So I think this could be a good matchup for him this week against the Chargers, who rank dead last against the run. They allow 161.2 rushing yards per game. So I think Lynch could have his first 100-yard game of the season this week against the Chargers. I would get him in my lineup. And now for a couple sleeper plays for you. My first sleeper is Colts quarterback Jacoby Brissett. 
I know Andrew Luck is back soon, but as long as Brissett's in the lineup, he has a little fantasy value, especially with the way he's playing of late. He had his first 300-yard game of the season last week, and he's thrown for 250-plus passing yards two of the past three games. So he's growing in the offense, and he's been doing well in the favorable matchups. And this week against the Titans is a favorable matchup for Brissett. The Titans allow the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, so I think Brissett is a good spot play for fantasy teams in this matchup. And another sleeper for you is Jets receiver Jermaine Curse. Curse scored a touchdown last week, and he has three total touchdowns this season. He is emerging as the top target in this Jets receiving core. He has four receptions for five games, and he plays the Patriots, who are likely going to be scoring a lot of points and playing ahead of the Jets. So I think the Jets are going to be playing from behind in this game and throwing often, which is good news for Curse and the Jets' passing game. They play the Patriots, who allow the fourth most fantasy points to receivers and are dead last against the pass this season. So I think Curse is a sneaky play for fantasy teams in Week 6. And I'll give you a couple cold plays for Week 6. One of those cold plays is Rams quarterback Jared Goff. Goff had his toughest matchup of the season last week, which was against the Seahawks, and he failed to score a touchdown for the first time this year. He turned the ball over three times, so I think he's a guy you can't trust just yet in those tough matchups. And this week is an especially tough matchup for Goff once again. He plays the Jaguars, who, as I mentioned earlier, intercepted Ben Roethlisberger five times last week. The Jaguars allow the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. So Goff is a guy I would leave on my bench in Week 6. Another guy I would leave on my bench is Browns running back Isaiah Crowell. Crowell has really struggled much of the year, but he did have a season-high 60 rushing yards last week, so some fantasy owners might be getting their hopes up over this performance. But again, that was the first time all year he had more than 50 rushing yards in a game, and he has not scored a touchdown yet this season, so this is a big concern for me with Crowell. He's had some tough matchups to start the year, and this is another tough matchup week six against the Texans. They allow the third fewest fantasy points to running backs. I still think Crowell has time to get it going, but I would leave him on my bench for this week. And that's all I have for the podcast this week. I wish everyone great luck in all their games in week six. This has been Jeff Power, senior writer for Real Time Fantasy Sports. Have a great day, everyone.